and welcome to another edition of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. I'm Patrick Pallas, and I'm the host for this episode, which is being recorded live from Nashville, Tennessee, at the CleoCon Cloud Conference 2022. Joining me today, I have Andrew Leroy Rudder. Welcome, Andrew. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about being here with you and, of course, Clio Cloud Conference, having so much fun. Thank you. Well, we're happy to have you, and I appreciate you being here. Can we start here? I, I want to know just a little bit about who you are and a little bit about where you came from. Yes, yeah, so I'm born and raised in uh, Toronto, Ontario, uh, Canada. Uh, my parents uh, immigrated to Canada from uh, Warm Barbados. Um, yeah, I, I got interested in the law by my grandmother. Used to watch a show called uh, Matlock. If oh, any sure. Your audience is familiar with. You're in Matlock's Andy neighborhood Griffin. today. <laughs> I was like very young when, when she introduced me to him, and I was just super impressed with this guy's rhetoric. You know, his strategic approach to trial preparation, how he fought for the for the little guy, especially against those bigger companies that had a lot more resources. So that was like kind of my first introduction to to the law. And then, yeah, and then I've always been a guy who's been a fan of the underdog. <laughs> Anytime I'm watching two, like, football teams, I'm, like, always cheering for it. So, yeah, so the clients I represent and, and, and do so now, they're, they're usually, like, you know, single person, impecunious, suffered serious injuries, and they're going up against a big publicly traded insurance company. Sure. Yeah. Now, I know that, you know, you mentioned a little bit about how you grew up and the influence of your, of, of your grandma. Mm-hmm. But you haven't lived the easiest life mm-hmm. getting here. No. Uh, I mean, law school is tough for all of us, but you took a few extra lessons in, uh, in law school that maybe not everybody has to take. Yeah. Tell me about some of those things that have happened to you that have helped uh, develop your mission and your purpose for why you're here. Yeah, well, I mean, one, one story that, that I, I always talk about is... Um, uh, when I, when I went to my first examination for discovery, and it kind of highlights kind of my experience in law school, I remember I went to a discovery where my client was being cross-examined. And I got there nice and early, right, right? prepared. And I was dressed up to the nines. And the lawyer who was there on the other side was a woman of color. And she looked at me, sized me up, and then she looked at the court reporter, sized him up. And then she looked at me and she said, um, when is Mr. Rudder arriving? <laughs> so right off the bat, her, her perception of me right off the bat was that this, this gentleman can't be a lawyer, right? And that's one of the struggles that I had to deal with throughout my life before law school and throughout law school. It's that perception people have of you right off the bat without knowing you and, and the prejudices that they have about you based on the color of your skin and how you look. So that's been the biggest thing to overcome. And, and, and you do it through action. You do it through producing results. You do it through getting, getting good grades, right? Um, t- taking on bold right. social justice issues, right? So you, you just do it from one kind of uh, um, um, big mission at, at, at a time, right? So I think a lot of us come at law, and especially law school, and say, you know, I'm going to change the world. There are important things I need to do. And as time goes by, you know, maybe those things lose a little bit of their priority. Yeah. But for you... You went out and started your own firm. Yeah, yeah. And, and tell me about how you've kept those priorities. 
Yeah, so when I started in my own law firm, uh, one of the things I liked was having control over the kind of lawsuits that I could pursue. And for, for me, it's like social justice issues. Right. I believe that oral advocacy transcends beyond just a, main, just, a, just a retainer of a client, but extends out to the broader community, and especially of pro bono things, right? So one of my first major cases um, dealt with a young 17-year-old indigenous girl um, who was a single mother of, of, of a child who, who had um, a, a serious disability. Um, and she sustained a catastrophic impairment uh, from a serious motor vehicle accident. Uh, her insurance company um, took advantage of a loophole in the law to deny her a catastrophic impairment designation that would increase her policy limits from 65000 to a mm. million. Yeah. I fought hard to get that overturned, but when I did, because it wasn't heard in court, there was no precedent. So I thought, well, right. what's going to stop them from doing this again to other children who sustain traumatic brain injuries as a result of an accident? So I took it upon myself to take it a step further, um, and I reached out to the government. I got politicians on board, I got the media involved, and long story short, I helped to overturn that law in the province of Ontario so that that insurance company can't take advantage of that loophole in the legislation and do what they tried to do to my client to other young seriously injured uh, children going ahead in the future. I love that story, you know, and it's inspirational, I think, to, to everybody, particularly young lawyers who are starting their firms or in their firms and mm -hmm. are, are, are want to make a mark and want to make a difference. Yeah. That is a great template and a great inspiration yeah. uh, for doing that. So obviously the, the lawyering you have brought to the table, the work you have done for mm -hmm. social justice, the clients you've represented, caught the attention of Cleo, yeah. who literally searched the world over to try to find the lawyer that best described the the best new law firm. Yeah. Tell me, tell me why you think they they chose you. Well, I I think because for for one, I think that the, the causes that I take on, especially the social justice issues, um, they're much bigger than myself. And as you said earlier, um, a lot of people coming out of law school have the idea of changing the world. But then as soon as they get out into the real world and reality kind of sits in, a lot of them kind of depart from that, right? And oftentimes it comes from, you know, where they work and the culture that they operate within and their lack of control over it. But I was one who continued to pursue that goal, right? Yeah. And, and continued to be a game changer and, and to do things like change the law, right? To, to, to take on these issues that, that um, deny um, people, especially from marginalized groups, um, the access to justice that they so deserve like everyone else. So tell me what it meant to you when you learned for the first time that out of all of the nominees across the country and in fact across the world that you had won. I was shocked. I, 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 was, I was so surprised when I first heard. Um, and I was honored. I was honored um, because, you know, I was aware of the, the, the Reisman Award winners in the past, and I've watched a lot of their videos, and I've been inspired um, by their stories and their, their commitment to, and their dedication to their crafts and also to their clients. So when I heard that I was gonna be amongst these other prestigious winners, um, I was just completely honored, yeah, yeah. So we're running short on time, but I, I really have, um 
just a couple more burning questions. And one is just my own curiosity. Uh, so you've started this firm. Now, they can't, I mean, everybody who's listening can't see you, but you are a sharp-dressed man. I mean, you stand out in an audience. And I saw a picture you. of you uh, the other day standing by probably the, the coolest-looking red Corvette I've ever seen. And I'm just I had a feeling this was going to come up. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious, you know, everyone sets their brand and sets their mark. Yeah, and and yeah. I, I'm, I'm interested about, you know, a little bit of how you are and who you are and the brand and how this all fits together. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's definitely no gimmick. I mean, I, I, just, I just love um, fast cars and, and I'm a huge fan of American muscle cars. Um, my dad went out when he immigrated to Canada from Barbados. He he got like a Ford Mustang. Um, so of course, when I ended up getting a Corvette, he wanted to disown me. Well, it's not just any Corvette. <laughs> Tell him what kind of Corvette you own. This is a special. So, this is a special. Yeah, rig. this is my baby. Um, this this is a Corvette Z06. So this has 650 horsepower underneath just, the hood. Just <laughs> supercharger. Yeah, 650 pound foot foot of torque. So this has some kick to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the, the hardest part of driving it is resisting the temptation right. <laughs> to go I faster. Because the it. edge is like screaming at you when you drive. Like, yeah. Well, I just love the, the you know, the brand and the, and, the, and the image that you bring because uh -huh. it's young, it's fashionable. It says, I, I'm here to, for business yeah. and I get it done. And then by winning yeah. the award uh, and social justice being, you know, part of your mission, I think uh -huh. it really says a lot about you. And I, yeah. I appreciate having the chance to talk with you. If you can, in the, in the in the short time we have left, give me some tips that you would give to other younger lawyers, or maybe not younger lawyers, just lawyers who yeah. want to start their own law firms. Yeah. Some tips of what they should do to yeah. be as successful as you have. Well, um, the biggest challenge I think that any young lawyer is going to face when they're starting a new law firm is just the fact that in law school they teach you about the law, but they don't teach you how to do other things like marketing, like hand handling your financing, advertising. How do you get clients? That's, that's the biggest thing, right? And when you're starting out, you don't have the money for these big ad campaigns, right? So what I did strategically is to focus on what's called earned traffic marketing, where you invest your time and energy in things that don't require money. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a book, Catastrophic Impairment Law, to enhance my authority, and, and enhance my credibility. I leveraged yeah. that to get Smart. speaking engagements. Smart. That sort of get my name out there. You take on social justice issues as well. That so draws a lot of to, media attention. If people wanted to find that book, where would they find that book? So that's my publisher's Lexus Nexus Inc. Uh, Canada. And the name so of that book is? It's Catastrophic Impairment Law in Canada. I, I love yeah. that. So <laughs> tell me, tell me uh, in, in a word or two, what can we expect next for you, Andrew? Where are we going? So, I mean, the book kind of tells it all. I, I changed the law in the province of Ontario, and now, now my, my, my book focuses on the inequities in the insurance regimes from province to province. So that's my next big mission. In my book, I recommend um, changes to the legislation at a federal level to enhance the parity. It's going to take me a little bit longer than it took me to change the law in Ontario, but I think I'll get there. And, and of course, taking on more social justice issues that are important to me, uh, and especially in the Indigenous community as well, because there's a natural distrust there of people who live outside of the reserve. And a lot of the times, there's a big denial of access to justice. And for me, it's so important to help them, you know, educate them about the law and their rights and do more good work there. Well, I love your mission, and you know you're a you're a young man. You have a long 
career ahead of you to, to make those changes and yeah. to continue to make the world a better place with your hard work. And I applaud everything you've done. And congratulations on winning your award. Thank I'm you. sure there's listeners who are going to say, you know what? That is an inspiration. I want yeah. to talk with Andrew. I want to be able to, to find him on Twitter. Yeah. I, want to, I want to find him on Facebook. <laughs> Where can our listeners contact you and find you? So they could contact me anytime. They could reach me on my email address, which is andrew at rudderlawgroup.ca. They could also reach me on my uh, website, rudderlawgroup.ca. I also have a vlog that I've started. I publish that every single uh, week. It, it, it covers the same topic as my weekly blog, and it's called Personal Injury Lawyer Tips. And of course, I have, you know, I'm on social media, so I got Facebook, just type in Rudder Law Group, I'm on Instagram, I'm on uh, LinkedIn, I'm on uh, 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 TikTok. I'm on the ball, right? So yeah, yeah. Just type in Rudder Law Group, you'll, you'll find me. You're a busy man. I appreciate how hard, how hard you work. Thank yeah. you. Well, sadly to say, we've reached the, uh, the end of the road for, uh, for this episode. I truly want to thank our guest, Andrew Leroy Rudder. I thank you so much for, for being here and joining us today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, please rate and leave us a review in your favorite podcasting app. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thank you.